When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. I am so delighted to let you know about our new sponsors. Waterful Plastic Free Wipes will be supporting the podcast for the next couple of months and it's been in the pipeline for a little while so I'm delighted to finally be able to announce our new supporters. So Waterful Plastic Free Wipes, which I'm sure many of you are, if not using, would have heard of um, over the past couple of months. They're very new to the market but just to give you a little bit of information on them, they are plastic-free baby wipes which contain 99.9% purified water and are both fragrance and alcohol-free. The wipes are made from natural cellulose plant fibres, making them so much softer and kinder to delicate skin. Waterfall baby wipes are hypoallergenic, having been extensively tested by dermatologists and are approved by the Skin Healthcare Alliance and Allergy UK, accepted by the International Eczema Association and are also certified by Cruelty-Free International and the Vegan Society. Waterful baby free wipes are 100% plastic free, 100% biodegradable and also 100% compostable. Breaking down in a matter of weeks, they are the best choice for our planet and your baby's future. Another amazing selling point for the baby wipes is they're so much bigger than other wipes and they're so robust. So they don't just slip away in your hand or disintegrate in your hand and you don't have to use five or six of them for a particularly messy job. So available for purchase in Tesco, selected super values and can be bought in bulk on Amazon. Kindful, mindful and waterful. So the other day I mentioned I was going to share an additional episode and this week, thankfully, I have been able to. So I share my conversation with Eva Harvey, who is the founder of Women's Health Dublin, and she is a women's health physio. Last week or the week before, I put up a question box surrounding pelvic floor and the responses were shocking to hear that a lot of us are suffering in silence and allowing ourselves to to feel this way or to go through this is really upsetting so I spoke to Eve. I asked her to share some insights into pelvic floor into what we should be keeping an eye out for um, she went through the 
internal assessment, which I had no idea existed until a friend said it to me. So she talked me through that and it's really not as daunting as it sounds. So uh, yeah, go ahead, listen to Eva's interview. I will tag her in the show notes and I will also tag another resource that you can use to find a women's health physio in your area. So thank you again, Eva, for sharing your time. I know you're a very, very busy woman and I will chat to you all on Monday. Eva, you are very welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know Owen asked you the other day, so I know you're a busy woman, so I appreciate it. You're so welcome. I'm happy to be here. My first ever podcast, by the way, ever. Just <laughs> so as always remember this. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I wanted to have this conversation was only last week I put up a little question box. Um, off the back of my own experiences, I was having a laugh with my husband and he made me laugh so much that I wet myself and I had to change myself. And it, it, that's not the first time it happened. So I started the conversation on Instagram and the response I got was that I'm very much not alone, that there's women, women wearing pads to go out for a run, to exercise. There's women who are, have just accepted that this is part of life after having a baby or maybe not even the case. Um, and the first time I heard about a women's health physio, I was out for lunch with a friend and she was telling me she had an assessment. And at the time I had no idea that it was a specific women's health physio. And it wasn't until later on in the conversation that she told me that the profession and existed. So I would love if you could chat to me a little bit about why you decided to go down this root on top of being a physio and yeah a little bit about yourself as well that would be lovely okay (laughs) so I am a chartered physio and I've been a physio since 2006 so 15 years and for many years I was just at what we call an MSK physio so sports injuries back pain all that stuff right and because there's physios that do other things like chest physio and neuro but I was more your musculoskeletal and then a good few years ago maybe 2015, I started training in women's health. And it was just an interest of mine. A lot of the time physios like doctors branch into different areas they're interested in. But I have to say, when I got pregnant in 2017, my passion just grew for it even more. Like everything, just when you get pregnant and become a mom, you realize a lot more about what's happening in your body, your life, everything. (laughs) It's a game changer. But in in like in response to my career, it really drove my passion for women's health because I was living with those symptoms like every other woman. And when you do experience it yourself, you know, you understand your patients even more, I think. Um, and to explain like women's health physio, it's also called pelvic health physio. What we are doing is working on the pelvic floor muscles. So we are muscle experts. We are injury experts, physiotherapists. But your pelvic floor muscles are in the base of your pelvis and they support all the organs and your vagina and your rectum and your urethra and bladder and they hold everything up. So like for a lot of women, they'll never have even heard of their pelvic floor till they get pregnant. And I kind of think that's fair enough because most women don't have any issues with their pelvic floor. One common issue we'd see in younger women might be this thing called dyspareunia where they get painful sex. So that's something we do treat as women's health physios. Um, But for most women, they don't really have an issue till they get pregnant. And then they're in the hospital and they get told to do their pelvic floor exercises. 
or they're doing yoga or their Pilates and then they're all there doing their pelvic floor squeezes. Um, I've kind of just totally skipped off now and not talked about me at all, but I'm just going to keep going. Um, yeah, so again, when they're pregnant, this is their focus. And um, what I always say to my pregnant women is you're not going to finish pregnancy with a better pelvic floor than you started. So you start doing these exercises while you're pregnant. And then even if you still leak, you're like, but I did my pelvic floor exercises because there's a growing baby and a bump basically pushing down, weighing down on your pelvis, squeezing in your bladder, uh, jumping on your bladder, and there's loads of hormones raging around. So like incontinence or leakage is kind of very common, especially in the third trimester. And, um, and you know, first time moms, you're looking at 15 to 30% of women that leak after they've had a baby. So that's one in six or one in three, you know, that's huge. And do you think it's advisable then for as part of their antenatal prep that a woman attends uh, a women's health physio just just to assess things and, and just to, uh, and also to teach us how to actually squeeze that pelvic floor because I've no idea what I'm doing I think I'm doing it and I'm not yeah and you know like that's the one thing in pregnancy eat so we would treat women with other pregnancy related issues because we're women's health physios right yeah. but I'm like even if you don't have an issue just go in once and see if you're doing the muscle exercise right because you are trying to train a a muscle you've never seen and it's all about imagine imagine so it's not like bending your elbow you know what I mean touch your shoulder and you're like look you're not touching your shoulder so a hundred percent I'm like if everyone just went once during their pregnancy had one assessment and then were kind of guided as to how to do the exercise properly it would be a game changer and more importantly Cora that for those early weeks postpartum. So when you've had a baby, like we cannot assess you for for the first six weeks and you should be doing your exercises. So just like if you've had a knee surgery or shoulder surgery, like the physio comes around to your bed, they send you home with exercises. They don't say, oh, just rest now for six weeks and then we'll see you after that. So in those early weeks postpartum, that's when your pelvic floor might be at its weakest. And that's really the most important, like that's when you start your rehab. Like even if you're not going for a walk and you're just doing some breathing, starting your pelvic floor. But if you don't have a clue how to do your pelvic floor exercises and you know yourself when you've had a vaginal delivery everything feels numb you are like you know think of that first poo you ever have after the baby you'll never forget everything feels like it's going to fall out of you so even if you've been lucky enough not to have a tear or an episiotomy or anything you still everything is swollen everything is numb and you can't even feel it so your brain needs to be able to remember oh, a few weeks ago, I was doing these squeezes and this is what I was doing. So I'll just keep doing that and hopefully something's happening. But if you don't have a clue whether what you're doing was right or not, you're kind of starting off on a bad foot, you know. So let's talk about that assessment. So I went for one maybe two years ago now and going in beforehand, I did obviously do my research and see what was involved. But people who asked me afterwards were shocked and they're like, oh my God, they do what? But I then explained that it doesn't, It's it sounds so much worse, so much more daunting than it is. And it's actually really interesting because you go into so much detail and there's a scan involved as well. So, yeah, it's really not as scary as it seems. And I think you realise that when you go in for the assessment and it's a really comfortable environment. Um, so, yeah, do you want to just dive in and tell us a little bit about the assessment itself? 
And just to say, just to say after you said that, the amount of women that are so apologetic when I'm doing the assessment in that, like, oh my God, I'm really sorry. I thought I was doing it right. And I'm like, no, this is why you're here. I was like, 99% of the women in this room are not doing it right. So, and they're so apologetic. And, and they're all really nervous coming in unless you've just had a baby where a million people have been assessing you in the hospital and you're like, ah, I don't care. But everyone's nervous and we're we're really respectful of that and we're really gentle about it. But yeah, so in a normal assessment, like especially a postnatal check, I'll always check people's like back movements, hip movements, and they're for diastasis as well. And then at the end, I do my pelvic floor check because I kind of want them to get to know me, feel comfortable in the room and not just go straight into it. But also it's good to check everything else is doing well. And then when we're doing their internal assessment, and that's what we call internal assessment, and um, we I usually leave the room, let mom change and then pop a little like couch roll over them. So they have a little blanket. So they're all covered up. And then um, I pop on a glove and some lubricant. And I usually use one finger. Sometimes I have to put in two fingers, but only if there's space. Right. Not to get too nitty gritty. But if there's not space, I wouldn't put in two fingers or if there's pain or anything, I wouldn't push them. So usually it's a completely pain free assessment. And yeah, it sounds a bit weird that someone's putting their finger up your vagina. What I usually start with just the kind of start, like just the beginning of my finger, not too deep and ask them to do some clenches, ask them to do some squeezes, feel like. Are you squeezing really tightly? Are you letting go properly? You know, you think you're squeezing tight, you're not squeezing tight or you're not relaxing that muscle at all. So then I really talk them through how to do their pelvic floor contraction. And, you know, if they need to use more power or if they need to let go more, I time that with their breath. And I always say we get this eureka moment like it could take one minute, it could take 15 minutes where they're like, oh my God, now I know what you're talking about. And then I get this super excited, yeah. like my patients honestly think I'm a lunatic because I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, that was it. And they're like, oh my God, you're weird. <laughs> And it's tiring for, for your patients. I say, I found it tiring. I felt like I'd done a, a workout because you're focusing so hard when you finally, yeah, finally get yeah. there. And look, the muscles are weak or they're, they're too active mm. that they get tired. But again, it's just that eureka moment of going, oh my God, I was not doing this right all along. So praise be yeah. to all these yoga teachers and Pilates teachers and, and nurses in the hospitals telling everyone to do it but it's figuring out how to do it. And there's honestly, like every other muscle in the body, you could follow someone on a camera and do it. This is different. And this just requires even that one assessment. And what I also do as well is I check for prolapse. So like up to 50% of women will have a prolapse in the first months postpartum. And a lot of them mightn't even feel it. So, So a lot of women think they didn't have a prolapse, but on assessment, I'll often find it. And then I'll tell them that. Can you just talk to us a little bit about that? So that was something I was going to bring up later on. So what prolapse is and what do you feel the symptoms yourself before you're assessed or could you? Yeah, like so some women totally will. And the symptoms for them, it's like a bulge or like a heavy feeling in their vagina. Like it's not painful. So or like the tampon is in there. So when I explain that to women and they're like, what? I'm like, okay, clearly you don't have symptoms of it because when you feel that kind of bulgy, heavy feeling, when someone says it to you, you know. And another common symptom of one type of prolapse, which is your rectocele, your back passage, 
which is if you're wiping um, like with toilet paper and you've just done a wee, but you did a poo early in the day, you might find some feces on, on the tissue paper and wonder like, God, did I not wipe properly earlier? So that's another symptom of a certain type of prolapse that, um, again, they might get that heavy bulgy feel, but they might get that or feel like it's hard for them to have a bowel movement, like fully empty their bowels. And, and another one for the bladder prolapse would be they can't fully empty their bladder. So they're kind of pushing to empty it. Or when they stand up from the toilet, a little dribble comes out afterwards. Really common. So again, they might not feel that heavy feeling, but they might get those symptoms. A prolapse itself, to be really clear, is actually your vaginal wall. So we the terms we use are like a bladder prolapse, a rectocele, which is your rectum, your back passage, and a uterine, your uterus. But it's really the vaginal walls that actually get weak and stretch too much. So, and that, and that can be from pregnancy or childbirth or the weeks postpartum. Like even women who've had C-sections can have prolapses, um, and all those hormonal changes and breastfeeding. So there's lots of layers as to why it's happened. Genetics is a big thing. If it was in your family before, but I think people think, oh my god, my bladder's fallen out of me, or my rectum has fallen out of me. And I always get my little model at the end because when I've telling them they've a prolapse, like their reaction is obviously of huge fear and thinking of like an 80 year old woman and everything's fallen out of their body. So I really take my time to explain that, to just calm them down, like, and and totally understand what's going on. And even though 50% of women might have a prolapse, like at three months postpartum, a lot of them, it will improve a lot or it's there forever and they don't even feel it and they don't even know. So, um, yeah, it's not that the bladder's falling out of you. In case of the bladder, for example, that's the front wall of your vagina. So like behind your pubic bone and your bladder sits there. So when the vaginal wall, which is not a muscle, it's not your pelvic floor, it's the wall of your vagina kind of caves in a little bit or stretches, it kind of creates a pocket and the bladder kind of sits down into it. And the same with the back okay. passage. So it's like because the vaginal wall has kind of caved in, it's allowed your bladder or your back passage or your uterus to kind of fall down into that space. So and can doing and can maintaining or sorry, like working on your pelvic floor on a regular basis kind of prevent that? No. It, no. it won't okay. prevent a prolapse, but the treatment for prolapse is pelvic floor exercises. And then something else we use called a pessary that we could put in to support them up there. But working on their pelvic floor over the months will help it, but it won't prevent it. So during during pregnancy, you can't prevent prolapse by doing pelvic floor exercises, really. Before we spoke. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And um, I know cost is a massive issue for people, especially now, and they, don't, they can't because for some people, they will need to pay a childminder as well to come and mind the kids because they don't have time leaving or for whatever reason. So, but when I spoke to you, you made a really good point that one session can go such a long way. And for whatever cost, it's 100 euro, 150 euro, or whatever it may be, um, we'd splash that on the kids on a, a new wardrobe or it's sometimes just two or three items or toys or whatever. So I just really want you to explain how valuable even that one session is mm to to us all yeah like 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 just like you said like if you've health insurance you can claim a lot back on it but like and look you can go publicly like you can go into maternity hospitals and some primary care centers will have one it just depends on the waiting list so if you're not symptomatic and you can wait and you can't afford to go somewhere privately fair enough but if you have have issues and there's a really long waiting list sometimes in the HSC like it is worth its weight in gold as, as you said Cora just one session because you need to get a diagnosis be given guidance be given your homework so a lot of the things we do is like assessing you telling you what's wrong and then telling you how you're going to help it and that in my clinic does not mean that you're coming every week you know lots of women I just see once and if a woman told me I cannot come back again then I would try and give them a program that would kind of go over the months ahead of them. You know, it's not ideal, but absolutely. I'd say start this for the first few weeks, then progress to this, then progress to this. And while you're doing that, get yourself on that waiting list for the HSE. But like mums, 
when they've had their baby and you know you go home we know the postnatal care in Ireland is not great like a lot of mums just kind of feel like they're out in their own pregnancy we are our hands are held everyone's looking after us wrapping us in cotton wool everything's focused on the labor as soon as that baby's out safely even labor's kind of forgotten about it. I like to talk to my mom's all about their labor because that can be so distressing and like everything's geared up to it and you're like no one even wants to hear my story like I'm like tell me from the start when was your first (laughs) (laughs) but just to let them actually get it out you know because that's therapeutic so then they go home from the hospital, like they're bleeding. They can't even feel anything. They might have a few leaks. They're like, is this normal? They go and see their GP for that six week check. And just time is not really there for that. Like it's baby and it's mom. And there's just a few questions and tick the boxes. And the problem even at the six week check or is a lot of things don't change till six months. Yeah. So like that going to your GP at six week tick. Yeah, you can go back to exercise and they're hitting out there on their couch to 5k they are the women that tend to come to us later with big issues because there's huge healing still going to happen up until six months so like even if you only come to us at three four five six ten months we don't care it's never too late but just invest in yourself to look after yourself and and most of the time we're the only ones that actually look at your vagina afterwards and tell you like how's your scar healing what's the size of your vagina like women want to know that they're scared to have sex for the first time like they're totally freaked so I'm like well if I do this assessment might put your mind at ease if I show you where your stitches were and if there's pain there you know but like a lot of women are like has everything changed down there I don't know is sex going to feel so different yes <laughs> but like will it ever be the same like will it reduce so like they they always say to me god you're the first person who's actually looked at me and told me like what's happening in my body so again that's one assessment to really answer all those questions as well as say this is what you now need to do to help yourself get better that's such a good point because I think a lot of us especially after giving birth for the first time we're just terrified to look at our vaginas again because it feels different. It probably looks a little bit different. So um, I remember asking when I was assessed, <laughs> I asked a few questions because I hadn't I hadn't looked or gone near it. Um, so, yeah, no, that's a really good point. And look, lots of women have never looked at their vagina ever. Yeah. Right. Oh, really? They're not going to let me push out a baby and now have a look. <laughs> like now they are like avoiding it. Yeah. But then sometimes they look because they want to see the stitches, but they're like, I don't know what it looked like before. You felt like a lot of women have never looked down there. We have this weird connection to our vaginas. I don't know. Like men love their willies. And we just what's <laughs> wrong with us. <laughs> We're way more shy about getting naked. You know, I'm only getting to the stage now where I'm in a hotel swimming pool and I don't really care if someone sees something. But up until like about a year or two ago, I'd be like towel everywhere. Like, oh my God, don't let anything else. But it's, a, I just, yeah, I think women are kind of modest about it, but they should look at their yeah. vaginas because you want to look for changes there. Um, but after birth, I can understand how even more they don't want to, because it, again, it's like a woman with sometimes their C-section scars, like it's really sensitive. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to touch it. You know, there's emotional things going on um, for sure. But, you know, if someone's not coming to a physio like me, right, let's say they don't have any incontinence and, or leakage. And they don't have issues and they have sex and they have no pain. They're like, I don't need to go to her. What you could do is at least follow this advice. Like when you want to get back to sports and exercise, don't go mental. Like don't go straight to high impact. It's not about fitness. Like 
pregnancy is a marathon. You know, it's not just about what way your baby was born or if you had an injury from childbirth. It's like you have been pregnant. So your abs are stretched, your pelvic floor is weakened, your diaphragm mm. is stuck, your back's been in a bit, you know. So like, you you know, the end of pregnancy, you can't touch your toes, you can't turn in bed. You get baby out and everything's going great. You shouldn't be straight out there running at all. I always tell women, please start off with like just like core strength and conditioning, like body weight, Pilates, yoga, like start gently, rehab your hips and you're trying to get your glutes, your bum muscles backfiring and your tummy back on again before you just start running and think it's about fitness because they are they they might not get leakage. They probably will get leakage, but they also might just get loads of injuries and it could be a knee or a foot or a hip and they might even put it down to pregnancy. They might even end up with a physio like me, just a regular physio, and they might even think it's anything to do with them being pregnant or their lack of recovery. So like some women would just say, I hate Pilates and I don't like gyms or course training. I just like to go running. But it's really important you switch on all those muscles again, or you will get injured or you might get leakage. And like you said, Cora, there's plenty of women out there like three years, five years, 10 years postpartum who are leaking when they run, who always leak when they run and always wear a pad or always wear black leggings. And they might just say, oh, look, I just leak at the end or if I run a really fast time or like when I up my distance, it's never okay to leak. It's not the norm. It's common, but it is not normal and it shouldn't be what we accept. So like any injury in your body, it's usually a muscular problem, a strength issue, a coordination issue. And that's what physios help people with every day. So I help people with pelvic floor muscles instead of their hamstrings, you know. So just um, when you were chatting there, you mentioned that. So if I went out running and say I had no issues whatsoever and I went out running and I was fine, I had no leakage. Could I develop leakage in a couple of weeks if I I could? Mm. Yeah, so it it totally mightn't be immediate, but it could be, Cora, that you started with a couch to 5K, so you were doing run a minute, walk a minute, you know, and then you might start after a couple of months being doing your 5Ks, and then you might start doing them faster or running on a different terrain like the sand. So loads of my women women will say that to me when they come in, I was running on a beach and I leaked because under their foot was different or if they change direction suddenly or they have to go around someone in the park like or they start to say yeah I was grand at 5k but now I'm doing 10ks and now I've started to notice it so it can happen women really quickly or it can take a much longer time or some women didn't go running after they had a baby and like years and years later took it up during lockdown or something then they can all of a sudden get leaking and say, I'd never leaked after I had kids and I started running and now I'm leaking, you know? So it's not all about the like six weeks after the baby, it can happen at any time. But that means we can treat it at every any time. I just want to say, like, yeah. even if you've had it for years, you can still go in and see us and we won't give out to you. Like, I'm like, you're here now, you're here now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of people who just don't want to know as well. They don't, they don't want to have to, I can nearly admit it. And on and just to wrap our chat up, if you if there is a woman out there who doesn't want the internal examination, can you assess um, pelvic floor without doing that? Okay, the answer is yes. And I use an ultrasound machine, so I can show you on the ultrasound machine what your pelvic floor is doing without internally assessing you. However, and and lots of women health physios say you don't have to have the internal, but to me it is just too important. Like I've done a few Zoom calls with patients 
for pelvic floor rehab. And like, I'm just saying, imagine this, like they may as well just be listening to their Pilates teacher. It's really about feeling it. You know what I mean? And I think you'd agree with that, Cora. Like we, Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah, can yeah. show you pictures and diagrams and imagine and imagine and let go. And did you feel that? But like, honestly, it's us guiding you and telling you when you did it right. And it's only when you go through it that you're like, I get what you're talking about, you know? So yeah, the answer is they don't have to, but it's a wealth of helpfulness um, and it really will set you up to succeed if you get even one internal just to do the exercises, right? There are trainers out there, like there are things you can put inside that, you know, help you train your pelvic floor. Um, but the problem with the, some of those is like you pop like some are electrical some are not one of them like the v trainer you just stick it in and as you squeeze this little um this little plastic thing drops up and down so it kind of guides you whether you're doing your squeezes but honestly i have tried them and it still doesn't tell you if you're relaxing properly so it's not foolproof at all like it really isn't because for a lot of our women they're not fully letting go so that's why they fatigue even when they're weak, they don't know how to relax their pelvic floor. So their pelvic floor gets really tired. I'm like, if I asked you to hold a plate up in the air over your head, like after a couple of minutes, you're like, Aoife, my arm's going to fall off. I have to drop it. And that's what happens with your pelvic floor. Like it's holding on, gripping, gripping, gripping. And because you can't fully let it go, it just suddenly lets go and that can create the leak. So for me, that's okay, the biggest nice. thing that women get from me in clinic is going, oh my God, that's how you let go. And those little trainers don't really tell you that, you know, like they just kind of move to go switch it on, switch it off, switch it on, switch it off. But they don't really tell you if you're properly switching it off and doing a big, big contraction. So yeah, again, in a nutshell core, I think really it's so invaluable to have that one-off internal if you can can if you can put up with it it's much better than a smear so if you've ever had a smear and you're able to let yourself have a smear and a lot of women have huge yeah, issues okay. having smears this is one thing you know this is not a speculum there is no pain involved it's just i suppose the embarrassment or the discomfort and that's all it is it, it the idea of it is far worse than the action I suppose yeah and it's in a uh, yeah a nice comfortable environment yeah as well. yeah definitely and every single one again every single woman I can see them there some looking really nervous I'm like I promise when you walk out this door you'll be like that was actually grand and I always ask yeah. them I'm like once it's over you will actually be like geez that was grand you know so it's the thought of it but again maybe it's affordability and things I just yeah I really think you have to have the internal to get the value out of it and again just once because then we can give you homework so then you can know whatever you're doing going forward you're doing it the right way thank you so much Aoife that was yeah, really informative. Thank you. You're so welcome. And again, like one in three women leak, like 50% of women have prolapse. Like it's huge. If you're sitting at a table with your group of friends and maybe we don't talk about these things, like a lot of people at that big table are going to have these symptoms. But because they're not life and death, it's like a quality of life thing. Oh, I just stuck in yeah, yeah. oh it's a bit embarrassing don't talk about so it's a really something they'd live with for years because it's not impacting their health you know what I mean yeah, but it yeah. actually can because if it gets way worse like lots of women don't even want to go for walks don't want to go hiking like everywhere they go is there a toilet their kids get bigger they're watching football in the park they won't have a drink of water I won't go and watch the match there's no toilet there 
You know what I mean? Have to run into bushes. So it actually really can start to impact your life more than this is just a little embarrassing thing, you know? Um, so it's really, it's really like sad. And then when they find someone like me and say, I never knew anyone like you existed, that's even sadder. So trying to get on things like this, Cora, and chat to people like you and just spread the word so that women know like there's help out there and where they should go and that we are really accessible. And if you can afford one private appointment, you're not waiting six months or a year like you can get in. And if you can't afford it, get on a HSE waiting list. Absolutely. There's lots of women's health physios in the maternity hospitals. Because even what you're just saying there, about there's so many of us. If I and as I said to you, I'm like full on weeing myself due to laughter. I have to change that if I was outdoors now or if I was doing something I haven't been because of lockdowns, I would be stuck. So if I was out, if I was out out and about or in a shopping center, whatever, and I wet myself, I wouldn't know. Like that would be terrifying for me. That would be horrendous. Ooh. So, yeah, no, I think I need to get my get my backside into gear as I'm talking to you. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of people, I'm sure, with pads in their handbags and whatnot or change of clothes in their and handbags. And then yeah. I think, you know, we always say, oh, I thought that would only happen to me when I'm old. But like, you know what? When yeah. you're old, you don't want it either. Like I treat older women and they don't go, oh, watch expect on 70. <laughs> they go, no. <laughs> Same with prolapse, you know? So like people will say when they hurt their back, well, I feel like an old person. An old person doesn't want to have a sore back either. So like mm-hmm. even do this for your menopausal self. Like if you have leakage in your 30s, what do you think you're going to be like in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know? Mm. So like look after yourself now when maybe it's a quicker fix than just letting things get worse and it affecting your social life and everything else, but also feeling like now, can I even go back, you know, because things have gotten worse as you age and, and that can really happen too. Not to freak you out, not to freak you out just to... <laughs> oh no, it's like, it makes total sense. If we don't look after ourselves now, we're just going to be in a a much worse situation place later yeah, on yeah. yeah so look you want to have your coffee and in the park watching the football match and not be like oh no no thanks <laughs> you know and where can the listeners find oh, you? so i am north side dublin so i'm in um right beside donamead shopping center in the Grange clinic and um, but there are women's health physios all over ireland and uh, you can reach out to me on instagram if you're looking for one or you can look up the iscp website which is the irish society of chartered physios and they have a list of all the physios so we're dotted around the country but we are not as many as your normal regular physio like i think in yeah. dublin there could be six whereas physio clinics there could be 60 you know so you can find us but if you're living like in the midlands or more rurally you might have to travel but again like it shouldn't be a weekly appointment i usually see someone once and then they're back in four or five or six weeks later so yeah um i'm i'm north dublin representing (laughs) (laughs) the posh part of the north side they say i'm from (laughs) Clontarf. brilliant what what i'll do is i'll link everything in the show notes so people can get in touch with you directly if they want to have a chat cora brilliant thanks so much for having me cora I hope you found my chat with Aoife informative and has encouraged you to go ahead and get that assessment if you can. If there's any professionals within the maternity care world just that you would like me to speak to, just get in touch over at the website irelandsbirthstories.ie and I will do what I can to have a chat with them um, surrounding any topic that you would like me to. So have a good week and I will chat to you on Monday with our regular episode.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.